But first question, um, very important one with the tech Emmy, where in the house do you put it? <laughs> is it uh, so, so we're getting, um, is this working? We're, is it working? Can you hear me? Excellent. All right. So we're getting the statues in the middle of April. There okay. here we go. Um, we're getting the statues in the middle of April. Uh, I can't wait for that. Um, I've been, uh, um, I've been uh, taughting my kids, right, of, you know, hey, daddy's got an Emmy and all that, so it's, uh, it'll be cool. All right, you can take it around town. That's right. To dinner. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be walking around with this. Right. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm, so uh, I'm so delighted and so elated for the team that has worked so very hard, again, across us and Harmonic and Intel, uh, that you really enabled, you know, all of that to come together. It's uh, humbling to be a part of that team. All right. Well, good, and uh, it was good. I thought it was good that you you uh, updated us a little bit on the uh, the DAA deployment with the uh, remote five. You Notice know, at eighty three thousand, uh, fifteen hundred to two thousand per week. Um, and what's kind of the biggest challenge right now in terms of ramping that up, right? Because you know we're we're still hearing about oh supply chain, labor, you know all those sorts of things. How are you kind of meeting? You know, I can sit here and say what issues that there are absolutely <laughs> no issues, but. Uh, you know, look, you know, it's been, it's been a challenging last three years, uh, whether it's labor, whether it's, um, you know, supply chain, or whether it's, uh, you know, hardening the technology to be able to scale to this, uh, to this level, because that is not trivial, okay? Yeah. Uh, you know, if you really think about, you know, what it takes in order to uh, deploy this many digital nodes in a week, right, you need to make sure that the time spent in the field is truly optimized. You can't have uh, technicians in bucket trucks waiting for a head end, you know, to provision something, right? Uh, and so all of that is uh, something that we worked out, and I'm, I'm extraordinarily proud of the women and men that we have out there today, every day, in a field, uh, executing this upgrade like, like no other. Uh, so it's, it's really, really exciting to see come together. Yeah. Now, is this going to be kind of the, uh, the pace going forward then, or, or do you still need to ramp it up, or is this the pace that's going to get you to the end? Of the deployment in time for so what we announced target. is yep. that by the end of 25 we'll be across 50 million homes you could do the mm -hmm. you know you could do the math right there's enough engineers here all right on pi day <laughs> all right and then you you had mentioned the uh, the fdx amplifier um i think it would be interesting to talk a little bit more about how critical that piece of the network has become for your approach for doxus 4.0 because it does kind of change the game in terms of deployment because in the past it was like oh it's got to be n plus zero but this this changes things you had an announcement not too long ago about uh kind of the status so maybe give us a little bit of update on, on where you are with that yeah so it's it's really exciting to see that piece of the the doctors for that ecosystem come together um you know we just announced that uh, we have the uh, the very first amplifier prototypes uh that we are uh you know um uh, in our labs uh testing in an N plus six configuration, we showed N plus six at uh, SCTE, uh, but that was still with the uh, uh, with the Broadcom, you know, pre-production. This is a real amplifier, uh, which uh, you know we partnered with Comscope to uh, to build for the, the first ones, um, and uh, the performance is incredible. It really is. Uh, it gives us you know complete confidence in our ability to deploy the multiple gigabit symmetrical services with N plus six and have all that telemetry and all that game time, uh, uh, game changing capabilities um, uh, in terms of automation uh, in, in very large scale. All right, does N plus six get you to the vast majority of your plant or can there's, you even go beyond no magic, that if you There's to. no magic in the N plus six, right? Okay. You know, it's, it's really around what speed do you want to have at the end of that cascade? 
right? And uh, you know, with, with a, uh, the Cascade work with an M plus eight, yes. Okay, will you be able to run five gig symmetrical? No. Okay, and so it's really the modulation that you're going to be able to, uh, you know, to handle. By the way, that's no different than, um, you know, uh, other, you know, split technologies uh, and how you maintain those. And so, at the end of it, uh, the reason why we landed on N plus six is that it covers the vast majority, overwhelming vast majority of our footprint, uh, without needing to execute a cascade reduction. Uh, and as we continue to push fiber deeper into the network, obviously that will happen uh, in natural cause. Okay. And um, I like the slide where you compared the two, the two types of cables and right from the outside looking at it, it's like, okay, they look exactly the same. But at the same time, you are, you, know, you are working on the ability to also cut a fiber in off the node so that you can also do fiber of the premises kind of on a targeted basis. And, and some of that has happened here. So talk through a little bit about strategically or, or maybe technically how that's put together and, and what it means for you strategically yeah. and maybe some potential use cases. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, you know, we, we announced this as well. Uh, this uh, VB&G technology is live right here in Denver, feeding a real, you know, real life subscribers, uh, offering our, you know, gig services. And, uh, um, the exciting piece about that is the optionality that it gives us, okay? And so, you know, is it going to edge out and you're going to, you know, more rural areas where home density is low, right? You know, you don't want to build, you know, N plus 20 in those areas. It doesn't make any sense, right? Um, and, um, you know, as you look at, you know, some uh, MDUs or if you look at business services, uh, et cetera, there's a world of optionality that this technology gives us, but it gives us completely transparency. There's no new operations team that needs to be spun up in order to operationalize it. There's no new telemetry. There's no new alarming. There's no new anything. It just works. Um, and the transformational capabilities that it gives us, having that seamless optionality uh, is what we're very excited about. And, and obviously, uh, you know, look, uh, when you look at our challenges of our competitors and everyone's seeing the announcements from Lumen to AT&T to everyone scaling back the fiber construction, guess what? It costs a lot of money to build uh, and, you know, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to scale. And so uh, I think uh, having that flexibility and having that uh, functionality is, uh, is um, a great uh, tool for us. Yeah, and then what are the next steps? Because, right, you're, you're showing it or have it uh, available and live here in Denver. So as far as uh, next steps, whether it's in rural or, or cutting it into somebody who Yeah, this technology kind of will be deployed everywhere. It'll be technology that we deploy nationally. Okay, gotcha. And then with, when we talk about 10G, of course, a lot of the focus tends to be on speeds and feeds because the market loves to talk about speeds and feeds. But you did talk a lot about the, uh, the importance of visibility uh, in real real time visibility, so uh, you, you provided some pretty good examples. But um, is that deployed everywhere right now, or what, what's the? How are you kind of phasing as, that in? As we're rolling out the 10G uh, network and the DA architecture that deploys from day one, there isn't a single thing that is not real live down to the second visibility across this entire architecture. Uh, and so that's that's what enables and that's what empowers. Uh, the 10G network launches across the board. Okay, and how about the same thing for uh, uh, low latency, right? Because um, you can do that on 3.1, you're gonna be able to do it on 4.0. So 
uh, to, to actually deliver that uh, capability, is that another one that just kind of goes hand in hand, or is it where does it kind of fit in to the cadence of of what you're deploying right now? Yeah, so you know we've um, uh, we're excited to be able to launch this on our virtualized architecture, um, and that's uh, you know uh, all the innovation that will continue to come on that uh, architecture is ahead of us. Okay. And I know this is a, not an engineering question. Uh, any visibility in terms of how this is going to be marketed? Is it just going to be part of the service, or is that going to be up to the marketing You're people? asking the network guy, yeah. you know, how it's going to be. they give you a hint or anything? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to leave it to our okay. you know, incredible marketing team. Okay. Uh, but you already see the 10G um, um, advertising that we started to do. If you watch the, uh, the Super Bowl third quarter, and that game could have ended a little better for us, but third quarter we ran the very first NG advertisement, and uh, it was a it was a very very exciting moment for me. Okay, and the last thing, you know, this is kind of just to backtrack a bit, right? Because you've been involved in a lot of uh, you know big transitional moves by Comcast, whether it was analog reclamation, you know, uh, the cloud DVR, and so forth. Uh, what's kind of just give us like the the quick origins of why you decided like virtualization was going to be key to everything because i remember hearing about this many many years ago like it was just an idea but what was it about that that you're like hey we need to do this i mean i will tell you that there were you know lots of folks um, some of them in, are in this room today who said you'll never run on general compute right it's that'll never happen and uh you know i'm sure everyone has heard of a, a service called aws i've heard of it yeah yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I think I think that that argument has been settled. Right. And so, you know, there was a, uh, a lot of uh, uh, there were a lot of dynamics on, you know, why this should not happen. And one great reason why it should happen. And this is really about how you deliver the next generation of connectivity services like you're seeing today and it's uh it's exciting to be able to see it come together in this scale and it's exciting to be able to be a part uh, of an incredible team that has worked i i can't even begin to describe how hard uh in order to uh to build this technology mature it and roll it out everywhere really exciting all right okay great well i think so that's where we're going to have to leave it for today because our time is running out. So please join me in thanking you a lot um, for being here today. Thank you so much for having yeah, me. I really appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank yeah, you. It's great having you.